Yo, how are you? Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Unwilling to Sacrifice, how our daily choices are disrupting and unbalancing our planet. Last year in 2020, when the coronavirus struck, in a matter of months, big businesses, airlines, oil and gas, retail, restaurants, and other numerous industries literally collapsed. And only a few months from an abrupt and massive shift in consumer habits. If 20% of the U.S. population stopped eating meat, dairy, and fish tomorrow, we would all be amazed at the innovation of these industries to create new products just to stay in business. If we cut off a large enough portion of demand and revenue across any industry, changes would occur at light speed. The big challenge, how can we mobilize collective action? How can we close that engagement gap between awareness and sustained impactful action? What do you think? Um, well, the title, I don't understand what, what, are you, what are you asking for? How can we close the gap between people being aware of um, climate action? Like there's so many people, like the, 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 most of the world knows, especially in the Western countries, they're well aware how the climate, how greenhouse gases are affecting the climate, how you know, eating meat, fish, and dairy is affecting their health, affecting the planet, affecting agriculture, affecting land use, affecting their you know ability to drink water and all those different kinds of things are having a drought out west. The drought is partially climate change, but the drought is really driven by poor water policy for the last few decades, where they've been draining water tables for bottled water or to grow things where they shouldn't be growing things or growing too many things or feed cattle, etc. So people are aware of these general things but no better than climate deniers. They're not doing anything about it. They think someone else will handle it. It's too much for them. They're overwhelmed with their daily lives. They're fearful of what's going to really happen over the next 5, 10, 15, 30 years, whatever it is. How can we get them from that awareness of something's going on to I need to do something? What can I do? Is it you know, forcing them to or incentivizing them in one way or another to shift their buying habits away from destructive industries so these destructive industries can innovate, like I mentioned? Or is there some other way that we can galvanize a collective action? In the Western world, there's been so much polarization over the last 5, 10, 15 years that it's really culminating in, I only care about me, my family, and my 10 people at work or whatever it is. And there's such this massive amount of selfishness, lack of accountability, lack of responsibility. No one's caring about that community. What's even for their kids? What's going to whether what kind of world their kids are going to grow up in twenty or thirty years? It's all about me now. What can I have? What can I do? My experience now. I don't care about anything else. How can we change that? How can we reach people that are aware of it and change them into more positive action that will drive real, lasting, impactful change? What people, are, everyone's aware of what's going on about how about what's going on in the planet. The climate change, the you know greenhouse gas, pollution in the food. Everyone, and people have a general awareness of this at different levels, but no one's doing anything. Like people are, even the super liberals, as you always like to refer to them, are aware of all these different kinds of things. Have have all the liberals in in Congress, or all the the super liberals, for, you know, focused on civil rights and Black Lives Matter and all these different kinds of of left issues and, and pro-choice, all these different issues, have they focused on the climate as much in terms of doing something about it, forcing policy change, forcing change at businesses or collectively, you know, protesting or doing something to drive change? They're not doing that. They're talking about it, 
maybe they're going to do policy, but they really have, you know, the, the, I think the Biden administration has become really disappointing in terms of where they started, where they're going to, where they're going to end up. Like any other administration, they're focused on this techno fix kind of thing, like Bill Gates says. It's basically he's identified in a clear way in his book, uh, but it's really keep doing the same things. Don't change your habits. Don't do anything at all. We'll just we'll create electric cars, not to mention all the damages and issues with that. That's another topic. But it's basically don't change your consumer habits. Don't change the way you live your life. We'll fix it. We'll make things, you know, we'll make it uh, less destructive to the environment. We'll make it more sustainable. We'll do all these different kinds of things, but you don't have to change at all. And I think that's the wrong message. And I think the message from Democrats or even green parties are, are not getting through to the general population in Europe or the U.S. Or, or any different country and how they have to change and the people aren't coming together in any kind of capacity to change. And I think there's also a branding um, aspect to it. I think the vegan movement or you know, vegetarian movement and uh, climate, whether it's conservation or just awareness or climate action, these movements have a branding issue too. They're not branded as being tough or strong or empowering. It's really thought of almost kind of like a fringe or you're a liberal that you know you're branded in this very negative way or you're vegan what's wrong with you you're not a tough person you're not eating meat like a, a tough man or a tough woman whatever the branding has been horrendous on both of these fronts as well so people don't want to be associated with something that they're going to be ostracized by their social group they think it's not going to make them feel better you know personally or gain independence or whatever it may be so there's a branding issue in terms of why would people want to be associated with some kind of negative, weak brand, weak individuals and weak groups? And then everyone's acting for themselves in a very selfish manner. So how do you close these gaps? How do you get people to actively work together? Why do people work in certain causes in the past? You had people you know, working for civil rights. You had people working for climate in the past in the 70s and 80s and other different issues, political issues here and there, uh, community issues. What galvanizes people to drive action. I know you mentioned before that only when the government or the people or business are looking through the abyss will they actually change. How can we get them to change before that point to come together and drive positive? How can we get them to incentivize them? And how can we use the stick approach as well? I told you again, this entire thing, uh, we discussed the issue about ch uh, changing behavior in the past. We are, um, it's the same issue. I don't understand what's different from the last conversation. Seriously. We were talking about how did you change behavior in people? There's nothing to do with environment. It has to do with uh, you, the human condition, behavior, changing uh, uh, on the on the uh, a cliff, on the the pre precipice, you know, uh, standing uh, in the abyss. In front, uh, before, not before, I said it, standing on the precipice. The people change. Um, legal, uh, uh, you know, um, authoritarian, uh, uh, and an author authoritarian regime like North Korea, um, radical uh, regimes uh, uh, um, like um, you know um, Iranian regime and and uh, Saudi Arabia regime, religious religion or or the Taliban, Boko Haram. That's how you change behaviors. For example. Uh, pig is haram, meaning you cannot eat pig, period, because God says so, and I'll chop your head off. Do you understand? How can you, how can you change behavior in the Western world, though? In the U.S., ah, where religion is waning, but we, but, but, 
in the U.S. How can we change behavior in the U.S.? Just start with the U.S. or like U.K. So, so, so you do, you do, you do, you do. First of all, you do propaganda, which means you ostracize a subject. For example, like smoking. Even though we discussed that issue, that basically we we banned smoking, but we diverted the customers into vaping. But we didn't actually changed uh, uh, the issue of, of behavior. We just moved it along. We 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 ab- abolished slavery. But there are uh, right now 11, 11 to 15 million illegals in the United States, which are basically slaves. You can say, okay, you are not legally uh, 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 fostering slavery, but there is slavery in the US. It just happens not to be black anymore. So that's okay. It's okay as long as the slaves are not black. If they're Hispanic or they're illegal girls from Russia being raped, that's okay. But they're not blacks. So it's okay. You understand what I'm saying? So did we abolish slavery in the United States? I don't think so. We just change it. Um, but that's a different discussion. By, first of all, educating the population, you turn something into an enemy. Slavery was an enemy. Uh, war is an enemy. Sugar is an enemy. Smoking is an enemy. As eventually enough population, uh, there's a tipping point, and then congressmen and uh, congresspeople do, uh, do uh, I call that, uh, legislation. Gay marriage. Smoking, uh, uh, legalized marijuana, it's the same shit. You're doing 30 years of campaign on, on sex same marriage and eventually it passes through. So to your question, you need to radicalize the kids from birth that the environment is uh, number one, it's like an enemy of the state. Do you understand? If you, if you, if you teach it like, like you teach Spanish, the only thing people will remember in the end of the, of the university or, or, or their high school is Yo quiero dos cervezas, which is the average sentence that an American can say in Spanish. Do you understand? <laughs> and, that's, and, and it's mandatory Spanish in like 80% of the schools around the United States. And the only thing they can do in spring break is Yo quiero dos cervezas. That's it. That's the Spanish education in the United States. You understand? Yeah. I do, and so I agree. If, I think. If, but so at if the you turn we are now, what can we do now? You're not gonna. We're not gonna talk, talk now. About now, in 20, now, 20 you years. have to. You have to. That's why I, I blame the left, because the left has been dealing with a lot of shit, and not focusing on kids. And they they are good in focusing on kids on um, gay rights and LGBTQ and all that shit, instead of um, um, focusing on the bigger picture. Environment should be the main, the main force. Uh, 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 political force of the left in the education force, not the, the freaking minorities and all that shit. Number one is environment, 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 pump that shit all day long. That basically you feel bad about the environment as much as you feel bad by saying the N-word. Can you explain to me why the word, the N-word, you're physically incapable of saying Yeah, it's like you said. It's it's it's, it's completely socially unacceptable. You're being programmed. It, you're being yeah, programmed. programmed. You're being yeah. programmed exactly that this is yeah. uh, uh, that this is the antichrist. If you yeah, say you exactly. are the antichrist, exactly, uh, you need to, to 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 radicalize the kids in school that the hurting the environment is the antichrist. It's the equivalent of the N word. It's the equivalent of of the swastika. It's the equivalent of Islamophobia. It's the equivalent of saying somebody is gay or fag. You understand? Yeah. When you reach that level, then you're going to have enough people um, coming out of the universities uh, with poison head. I'm looking at objectively poison head that, 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 that every politician 
will have to say I'm green in in order to that would be the bare minimum the bare minimum if you want if you want to be pre-qualified to be any elected position you have to be green because we will wire we will wire we change the mind of millions of people to just be allergic to 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 the environment so <clears throat> if I'm a right wing left wing doesn't matter conservative and I'm running in I don't know fucking Smallville, Alabama. <clears throat> I know I cannot send the N word, even though I'm conservative. I know, I know I cannot say bad for the environment in terms of policy. That would be the bare minimum to even be considered be elected. That's before the policies. <clears throat> That's what you need to do. It's yeah. the only way to change the mind in the Western world. Otherwise, you you have everything right now is half baked. So how can you? I, I agree with you. I think that only when term. you turn the each. Well, no, long term it could have been. Uh, if you go eighty percent of the population in the United States right and left, Republican, conservative, I get are very gay friendly. What can you? If do? I would have told you, if no, I no. would have told you thirty years ago, if I would have told you thirty years ago to all your friends, your father's friends who are conservative, that there's going to be gay rights and all that shit, they would have laughed at you, throw you out of the, <laughs> the club. If they will, if they would have meet with you in the club, the fact that your father is Jewish and look like a Jew, nothing personal, maybe versus soul, but he looks like a Jew. I mean, there's no, when I saw your parents, dude, they, they wouldn't survive the Holocaust more than five minutes on the spot. I'm sorry, they were running out of the assets. There's no way they would survive. Sorry. Um, they're very Jewy. So that means <laughs> that back then in the clubs, you found that we finished law school, there were half the clubs in the, in, in, in the country you couldn't get in. So if the conservative would meet you because of your father, which was a judge, sure as shit wouldn't, wouldn't talk about gay rights. But now you go to all the, the, the club, all the country clubs, every single one of the conservative, the more conservative they are, the more gay they are and openly gay. What does it tell you? It tells you that you have to start t- teaching um, environment as propaganda in school. That's it. Now, I'm not going to argue what's good or bad or you ask me how you change. That's how you change. Now, short term, the only way you can do it, we can't do it in the Western world. You can do it like in uh, in the Afghan country, Boko Haram. You need to make it. You need to you need to outlaw it. Um, you know, with authoritarian. You know, with authority. But, but you can't do it in the Western world. You can't do it. That's why the Western world is so fucking. You know, if the Taliban tomorrow decides that uh, petroleum is bad for the environment for their, for themselves, they issue a fatwa. And Afghanistan, third world country that just been, you know, uh, neglected by the West, left, abandoned by, by the empire. All the indicators show it's a failed state. They can round up, they can make more environmental progress the United States can do in 30 years. How's that? Because the regime is very brutal. If they decide to say, go to the imam or to the council, and they decide that the environment is a work of God, okay? So they issue a fatwa, which means a decree by the Islam. It says, uh, Rabbi, or the, you know, I know, the Imam, Mula Mula Mula, says that this is haram, which in Arabic means that it's forbidden by Islamic law. In 24 hours, it's done in Afghanistan. Afghanistan, third world country. The U.S. with everything and everything, it will take you 20 years to change it. Even though people are very, very green, but they're not really green. They're not the N-word. For them, uh, it's okay to throw something in, you know, in the street if you're drunk. People who are not drunk in the United States today barely says the N-word. When they're drunk, 
even when they're drunk, they're still, you know, this is how rooted it is. You understand what I'm saying? This yeah, that's you a very good point. So in your, in your view, uh, climate action of any kind of, or change, switch, towards plant, switch towards plant-based diets over the next five years is just, it's not no. going to happen at any kind of pace. No, no. You know what's worrying me? That Israel is becoming a bigger, uh, per capita, a bigger um, and vegan country than the United States. Israel. Yeah, Israeli food, though, has a lot more vegan, vegetarian aspects to it than it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not the point. The point is, what the fuck? The only thing we care about is military. I mean, security is predominantly the main issue in Israel is security. It's the number one. It's God. Okay? And all the rest comes underneath this. In the most militarized society in the Western Hemisphere, you know, are per capita more vegan than the United States. How is that possible? And we don't give a shit about animals. We don't give a shit about the environment. I'm talking about practice, not about theory with intellectual. The policies of Israel, the government policies, is failed in terms of environment, failed by all the indicators. So how come the Israeli populace is more vegan on average than the United States? It means that it's, it's, not, it's not being branded in the brain of the, of the average person in the United States, much like the word N. You understand? Yeah, it's the complete opposite. I mean, yeah, meat, fish, dairy, it's branded as like, that's how you be American. You're a proud man, you eat meat. You eat these kinds exactly. of things. You drive exactly. your car, your big car, you do have your land. I mean, what, why, why, was Tesla, why was Tesla just such a genius? I mean, Tesla is a genius because, because the guys that are genius because of Elon Musk, because he didn't come, he says he come because of the environment. Bullshit. The reason that we're successful because it's an American capitalist, massive machine. It's a success story that happens to be green. It's not green that becomes successful. It's a success that has to be green. Yeah. Do you understand the difference? Yes. It's a burger. It's yeah, a burger. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's not a vegan. It's a burger. You know what's vegan? Driving the fucking bus. Taking the bus is vegan. Not having cars is vegan. You That's a revolution. You hit, you hit on something important, though. That's the real focus here with business and, it, and trying to be there with average citizens is that if you eat less meat or just eat, go all completely plant-based, or if you switch your business model away from destructive industries and practices, you'll make more money. You'll get there. You, no. you, not, you no. won't be the Tesla, but you're going to have to get there anyway from consumer behavior and policies in a year, five years, 10 years. You're going to have to get there anyway. Why not go now and be a pioneer and lead the industry and be, you know, be, the, be the next, just be the pioneer, be according to the market. Why, why not go now? I, in the United States, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult. I know as in Europe, Europe, the, the, the corporations see what the government is, uh, is uh, signaling, signaling in terms of, 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 they are the market makers, the government, in most of the world, by the way. And they listen to the music and say, you know what, fuck uh, the cows, we go on uh, an alternative meat because we see the EU governments or the government of Britain or the Israeli government are signaling whether when the bureaucrats want the market to go. Do you understand? I think in the United States is the other way around. I think the governments are, are, are fencing themselves because the corporate are doing all the business. You understand? Yeah. They're, they're reacting. They're yeah. reacting. They're reacting. Uh, okay, we'll do some regulation because now we have electric cars because, you know, Elon Musk and his friends, we don't know. We, we know it's not Elon Musk. It's Elon Musk and the capitalist empire behind him, which is, 
the you know the stock exchanges and all the underwriters and the the, the or the banks the international banks i mean think about it they're making a killing not because of the car because the they're managing to raise money and raise money and raise money and raise money you understand basically it's like the movie um and the the devil wears prada that basically the, the point of the movie is that you think that you dictate fashion or you follow fashion but basically there's somebody in a room decides what you're going to wear next year so that means there are no actually success stories by themselves there's talented people that somebody in the room decides that they will be the next uh, i don't know louis vuitton do you understand yeah so it... same goes to, same goes to companies uh, i mean tesla there was a thousand of attempts to make an electric car what happened with tesla is it elon musk yes Is it the technology? I'm sure. But there's also the behemoth behind it that decided now it's the time we can make money on it. How can we get this behemoth behind the climate, behind future-proof business models? It's shifting the model, shifting consumer behavior. How can we get whatever this behemoth is behind climate change and behavior change and business change? Okay, look, look, what the, what, look, look at what the corporations are doing right now. They talked about 10 years, 10 years. 15 years or 20 years when I started studying and it says about footprint you know doing a, a 2020 we're going to be a carbon footprint clean like a, you know apple all that shit you know doing recycling bullshit nothing happened I mean they did that uh, protocol but you know co- companies are polluting like a motherfucker you know well, the right? oil companies okay, the oil so... companies made that I was reading wait, it wait, wait, wait 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 the wait, carbon wait, footprint wait, was the pushing point. it on the consumer your, your listen carbon to point yeah yeah Listen to the point. The point is, look what happened with the LGBTQ GDB plus 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 agenda. In the last four years, it became the main focus of corporate. Think about it. You got the LGBTQ plus 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 flag in companies like Lucky Martin. Can you explain to me a fucking military company that creates bombs and shit? <laughs> they have diversity <laughs> once. With the LGBTQ, <laughs> while they're producing bombs. I mean, this is ridiculous. We're going to drop five bombs. Prove. We've got to get five yeah. different kinds of people to drop the, each bomb. Yeah, we're going to be lesbian, bombing the drum, and brown purpose about that. But we are diverse. Hey, but wait a minute. You're killing people. No, no, no. That's not the change. The environment with the bombs. No, not the same. We are diversity plus plus. See, we're the flag. You've got the CIA now. You know, recruiting people real LGBTQ, brown, and color people, and all that shit. Yes, you torture people for practice. The recruiting part, I don't give a shit. But that's the point. Corporate is a joke. They're a joke. Think about it. You got Lucky Martin. When I saw the Lucky Martin commercial, I was like in, in the proud month. I was just shocked. This is ridiculous. So it's, it's back to my point. There. Yeah, it's back to my point. There's a branding problem with the client. No. No, no. The, the point is the corporate are using all this to distract and they're going to use the environment to distract. Everything is distract, distract, distract because they want to make money, 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 money. That's it. So when there is a failed market, uh, usually the government should interfere. Now, uh, all the people in the United States will hate the idea, the Milton Friedman and all that shit, you know, don't interfere the market. The market is being manipulated by the government. But now, what can we do? The corporate are not changing their minds. They're not changing their minds. That's my point. How do you get the people to shift their consumer behavior? If you stop buying this you're stuff, not gonna do, you're just not, like you're not, last year. Okay, if you're you doing, like, 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 here's a small example. Everyone hates 
over the last however many years, the airlines charge you for seats. Could be 20 bucks, could be 100 bucks, depending on the flight, depending on where you want to sit. You're paying for your seat that you could have gotten for free last time, either booking it or getting there early or whatever the hell it was. But they pay for it so they can do it. Why don't they say, we're not going to fly for 30 days until you give us back, until you stop charging us for seats. Then they'll stop charging for seats. Like do little things where you make them feel it. The profits go down. So shift the power back to the consumer, which is where it is anyway. But in terms of, as you've mentioned numerous times, all the social media and Facebook and Instagram and all these different kinds of things, people are, you've given away all of your privacy and all of your information over the last 20, 30 years so that you can be manipulated. But start taking some of it back. That, I mean, you're, that should be a no-brainer. It's easy to do that. Is, I mean, and, and you, as you get more and more, you start taking more and more and you force the company. The whole thing about a market is you're going to buy what I'm making. I understand what you're saying in terms of, I agree with you completely, in terms of fashion. These are the five things you're going to buy, and people will go out and buy it. But in terms of you know, products that are really damaging and, and strewn with chemicals, affecting health, affecting land, et cetera, if people say, I'm not going to buy that anymore, then companies will stop making those products and make things that are healthier or less damaging or whatever it may be. If, if 80% of the people stop buying meat, there'll be 80% less meat. Like they can change it from the bottom, but we just need that collective action. You don't need that much of the population. You know, three, five, seven, seven percent, whatever the percentage is you need to drive a normal change. You get that percentage, you start driving some change and other people fall in line because most people are followers. So it's not a it's not a, it's not a big, big jump. Look, what 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 you're saying is you're taking the the the, the Milton Friedman approach saying that if customers don't like your behavior, they will punish you and they will go to the competitors. Ah, I can buy it. But, but the fact remains is, um, if you look at uh, the Civil War, it broke up because half the country was against slavery and half wasn't, wasn't against slavery. And eventually the government decided it's going to be by war, by blood, that you're going to end slavery. It wasn't the people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, the army uh, is a people and the government are people, but it wasn't the people. You didn't convince of the people. You convinced part of the people. Yeah, but right. that wasn't. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But also, that wasn't, you know, so much slavery. Right. It was economics. It was I need the slaves in the South because otherwise my business will fall apart. My plantation will go away because they're they're so integral to the economy. If you would have found them an alternative that they can make the same money or maintain their life, some of them would have given a shit about slavery. Most of them wouldn't have. It's I don't want my stop my quality of life to go down or my standard of living to go down. And if you if you want to free the slaves. I don't have any workers. I, I have to pay people normal normal prices, and I'm going to go out of business. So, if you if you show these businesses that their people aren't going to buy their products, not even go to a competitor, but you're not going to buy dairy. Period. For 30 days, the dairy companies will go belly up, just like they did last year when no one bought anything for two months. You know, not the dairy companies, but airlines, big oil, etc. If you say we are not going to buy this at all, give us something different, and people, most people will fall in line. If you get five, ten, fifteen percent minimum, you know, maximum, then you'll start seeing a shift in the market. I mean, how many people are buying electric cars? How many people are really buying electric cars? It's not, it's not, it's not 20, 30, 50%. They're saying, just like you say, this is what the market's going to be. This is what people are going to buy because this is where, you know, the, the gas, greenhouse gases are going away, policy's coming. Let's make something different. Similar to this, they, they, know, they know meat's on the way out. They know dairy and all these different kinds of things are on the way out, destructive, you know, very process-heavy foods. These are on the way out. Some companies are making a lot of money. You have Beyond Meat. You have Impossible, you know, Impossible Meats. 
these are making enormous amounts of money because they know where we're going to be in 15, 20 years. Why can't, why wouldn't other companies that want to be there in 15 or 20 years or even a couple of years, why wouldn't they do this? So if consumers push them that. along the way, I'm not going to buy from you. I don't want to pay. I don't know. I, don't, I, mean, I mean, I mean, in theory, in theory, you're correct. But, uh, but, you know, 5% of the companies will do that change and the rest of them will die. But you want to do changes faster. So you have to be the government. I'm sorry, but you have to be the government to do that. And I don't see, you know, I don't know. If you do that, how, you alienate half the population because they're going to get fired. Or they'll just work on something different. Like, you don't need. Nah. Like, you Dude, know, if, mean, you, if you eliminate look, look coal, you can, that. Find, look, you can look, find new jobs no, for the coal people. But they don't. That's the point. They never do. Oh, they don't. They also, never do. They also don't because the coal, the people in the coal industry don't want to learn new skills. They don't want to do anything else. They're like, this is what I am. Oh, this is what I do. I don't do, do anything else. The fact is, all the time the government comes with your attitude saying, eh, well, you need to change this. And the, the, the people have to change. And you take their job and they become depressed and the whole area becomes depressed. And Donald Trump takes power in 20 years. That's what, Donald, that's what Barack Obama says. Get in your ass, get a new talent. The Rust Belt is over. And look what happened. Donald Trump came. Why? Because uh, they said, screw you. You under, underestimated. What happened is, is a lot of areas, uh, the Rust Belt, uh, uh, the companies were sourced out. I'm not going to get into it. But was, was, and, and Barack Obama came with exactly the same, the same things that you said, which is, uh, guys, move on. It's over. And they got uh, resentful and they got angry. And Donald Trump happened 10 years later. The thing is, the thing is, the thing is, the governments fail, but it doesn't really matter to our issue. You're asking to me, how do you change people's behavior? You do it with education, and if it's not fast enough, you do it by law. That's it, and you and you put down the hammer, and and hopefully you'll survive the election. That's it. What do you think all those climate deniers and all that shit are talking? Uh, they're they're not idiots. They're not idiots, and they're not evil. Like you said, they're not even, they see an opportunity in the market and they say, wait a minute, uh, this uh, whole green shit is going to hurt around 40% of the working force or 30% or even 20% of the working force. That is around 30, 40 million people strong. I'm going to say to them what they want to hear and I'm going to get into power and I'm going to get a salary. That's why all the politicians who are pro uh, factories and against the government tells you it's all hocus pocus and it's all mambo jumbo. They sound all a mumbo job and they know it because the vast, there's a, there's a serious group of people in the market that still holds um, the, 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 the thought that the environment is a conspiracy of, of the left to ruin their lives. It's not like the N-word. The N-word is around 85% of population in the United States understands that you cannot say N-word anymore, even the racist one. Yeah. Okay. You don't have that, that in terms of the environment, not in terms of protecting the environment, in terms of the impact on the workforce. They say to you, I, I love the environment, uh, people in Texas. We love it. We, we don't want to hurt it. We like cows and shit and environment. We, we, we live in the environment. I like the people in New York and Washington. But what we don't want is you coming down, destroying all our plants, and we don't have jobs. That's what I hear. Look at, 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 at what's his name, at Biden. He signed off the, closed the Keystone uh, pipe. Great. 5,000 people lost their job. Around 50,000 people uh, indirectly are depressed at home. Why didn't he give them an alternative job? 
Why didn't he call Tesla and others and say, well, take those welding people and start welding fucking batteries? What's the problem? Are you telling me the government? The government doesn't want to take care of it. The liberals want to, to, to much like the, the Republicans, the same shit, want to check box and move on. And let the market, and let the market sort it out. And that's what I'm telling you. The left, right, United States, the same shit. They're all, they're all slaves of the market. One is a liberal market and the other one is a conservative market, but it's still market. Do you understand? There's no difference between uh, the liberals in Silicon Valley, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, the Google guys and the Microsoft guy and the you know, weird dentist guy. What's his name? Mark Zuckerberg. They're not. They're evil. Not personally evil like themselves. I don't know them. But they're uh, billionaires are evil. Like right billionaires, left billionaires are the same shit. There's no difference. Just because they were flip-flopping in the drink vegan doesn't make them better. You understand? They still want money because otherwise they would change themselves, but they don't. You understand what I'm saying? Look, look at Elon Musk and all the rest of them in Silicon Valley. They, they all drive Tesla. And you tell them right now, listen to me, the lithium and the batteries are just destroying the mountain. We have to take it out. How long do you think you're going to walk the street of Silicon Valley without being assassinated by somebody from Tesla? They can't change. <laughs> they can't change the battery. Right? It will take them five to six years. They bet on their own horse. What? Why are they publishing it? I mean, Toyota, for example, is betting on uh, on uh, on uh, hydrogen. You know, fuel cell. Yeah. Hmm? Where, where where is all this? Where is all the the, the poles of the world, the liberal people, where are they? They're not here. They're not talking about bauxite. They're not talking about uh, about uh, cobalt and all that shit that it goes to the mailbox and the cobalt and, uh, you know, and lithium and all that shit. By the way, I think, um, you know, we're talking about Afghanistan, uh, the biggest, uh, one of the biggest uh, um, survey of, of lithium is in, uh, was done in, in Afghanistan. They're yeah, sitting exactly. one of the biggest pile in the world. Yeah, like you said, uh, China and Russia will be happy to go over there and get it. Yeah, what do you mean happy? I know China is going to go there. Yeah, the United States is going to eat shit, as usual. Sorry, short. I don't see the, 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 the behavior changing uh, immediately. It will take you uh, between 10 to 15 years to, to turning uh, methodology, and method, method, uh, method, methodically changing uh, uh, um, the issue with the, with the school system, turning it into, you know, like, like you use the, the N-word. I mean, you have to make it, uh, uh, um, um, you have to program the brain of the populace to understand that it's the end of the, the, end of the world. Anybody who, in the propaganda, anybody who doesn't comply is basically the Antichrist. I'm not joking. This is well, propaganda. I agree with you. I agree with you on the where, where, where is, where, where, Yes, and, 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 you know, I mean, not using the N-word is propaganda. I'm not saying it's a beautiful, it's another thing. You should not use the word N-word, but do you agree that it's silly not using the N-word? It's silly. We are banning a word. Much like we are banning a swastika. I think conceptually, see, I understand why they're doing it, but do you understand that it is propaganda? doesn't matter to serve for good, but it's propaganda. Yeah, it's like they're making it unacceptable in society to say it or to wield those symbols. Yeah. But you're not, like you said earlier, you're not changing, you're not eliminating slavery. You're no. just shifting it to another group. You're shifting yes. it. Like yes. what, what, but you, yes. can say, you can't say the N-word, but you can say all these other different words to other minorities, yeah. other different groups from Pakistan. By the way, from... and, 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 and inter no, no, an interesting thing 
is is um, there is um, um, anti-Semitism, there is Islamophobia, there is homophobia. There's nothing on Christianity. There is no Christophobia. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Unwilling to Sacrifice, How Our Daily Choices Are Disrupting and Unbalancing the Planet.